Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to The Inner Life here on this Thursday, Thursday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Josh Raymond, and hope your day is off to a good start here. Uh, Today, as we begin the program here in, for most of you listening at least, it's still the morning. Are you a morning person? Are you the first one up in your house, or are mornings just absolute drudgery for you? Are you a night owl? You'd rather be up late into the night and sleep in every morning. Growing up, my mom and dad, they both were early birds. Uh, My dad's parents, they owned a cattle ranch and a farm, and so my dad, his entire life, he'd just been raised to be up early every morning. And after they got married, my mom and dad, well, my mom, she soon found herself matching my dad's schedule, getting up in the early, early morning hours with him. Now, I think most kids, they'll wake up earlier when they're younger, but somewhere... I don't know, 10, 11, 12, especially by the time they hit those teen years, 13 and beyond, they discover how nice it is to sleep late whenever you can. And that definitely was how it was with me. And I've seen that same pattern with all of my kids. But even from an early age, my mom, she made me get up early. When I started first grade at the beginning of that school year, my mom had asked me if I wanted to take piano lessons. And I said, sure, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's give it a try. But when I agreed to starting piano lessons, I didn't realize this would mean that I would be getting up even earlier. My mom, she had me do all of that daily piano practicing before going to school. And her reasoning was this, that between doing homework and having dinner and all of the other things that eat up those hours after school, if I waited and I tried to fit daily piano practicing in the afternoons or the evenings, it would probably get missed or forgotten several days throughout the week. So I was up every morning. She had me wake up to do some basic chores around the house. I would eat a bowl of cereal for breakfast most mornings and then practice the piano before I would head out the door to catch the bus going to school. And even if I might have enjoyed a little extra sleep in the mornings, my mom, she was right about the benefits of practicing the piano at the beginning of the day because I never missed a day of practice And I had that routine that she had built for me in the mornings. And I soon found that in those first few years of learning the piano, I was starting to play better than some of the other kids my age who'd been playing the piano for the same amount of time. I began playing pieces that were just a bit more complex than the other kids. And it was mainly because I had that regular daily time that was built into my schedule. As the years went by, even into my early teen years, I still kept that habit of practicing early in the morning each day before I'd go to school. And when people would hear me play the piano, 
when I'd have some sort of recital or some performance, I'd often hear comments like, oh, you're so talented, or oh, what a gift. You have such a gift. But the fact of the matter is, most of the people who made those kinds of comments, they didn't know about all those hours and hours, those early hours that were spent day after day practicing and working to get better at whatever piece, whatever song I was working on there on the piano. They only saw that end result. Now, is there some natural talent and aptitude for music within me? Sure, maybe. There, there probably is to a degree. But if I hadn't spent that time practicing, the talent wouldn't have made that much of a difference. Any talent I would have had would have remained mostly dormant if my mom hadn't forced me to start that habit of practicing daily at a time where it wouldn't be forgotten. I wouldn't push it off until it was too late in the day. Now, of course, getting up earlier to do something on a daily basis, that can be difficult. Whether that's exercise, whether that's, uh, you know, doing some extra uh, self-improvement things. And it's not only mornings, too, you know, when you make that decision to eat healthier. But then it's been a long week at work. You're exhausted. You don't feel like making anything. Boy, picking up a pizza or getting some takeout sounds pretty good at the end of the day on a Friday. And it's no different in the spiritual life. We might have good intentions, but we can lack the follow-through to develop those good habits, those healthy routines that can help us grow spiritually. But it can be done. It's not impossible. Maybe like me, you need, you need somebody to help you hold you accountable. You know, my mom making me wake up early in the morning to practice the piano. You need someone to hold you accountable on building those good spiritual habits, at least to begin with. But there is hope. You can do this. And that's what we want to spend this hour talking about today here on The Inner Life. What are those good spiritual habits that we all should develop in our lives? And what are some practical ways that we can accomplish them? And our spiritual director joining us today here on The Inner Life, I'm so glad to welcome back to the program Father Bobby Blood. He is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, and the spiritual director at St. Edward High School in Elgin, Illinois. Uh, Father Blood, welcome back to The Inner Life. It's great to be back, Josh. How are you? Oh, very, very well. And uh, uh, looking forward to our conversation here today about developing those good, those healthy spiritual habits, those routines in our life. And before we get into talking about any one area or one thing in particular, you know, it might be good to just start with the basics, because the more that we grow and mature spiritually— you know, just like in physical growth, the more we can do. But for anyone, anybody who might be listening right now, if somebody is being received into the church here this Easter, or if somebody has answered a vocation to religious life, and they're in their later years, maybe in their 70s or 80s, regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey, what do you see as the foundational basics that everyone should do in their spiritual life, those habits for a healthy spiritual life? It's a great question and a great jumping off point, I think. Before you even get into specifics of some of these basics, I think the first thing we have to do is make the decision that we want to show up daily. I think there's a certain temptation to say that, to, to look immediately to, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to check these specific boxes. I, I want to you know, start all these new things because I found a newfound zeal. Um, but I think first we just have to make the decision every day, I want to show up, and it's important to integrate our faith. So to say that um, this experience of Jesus 
is going to be a part of my life. And then, then to ask the question, what is it that the Lord is calling me to do to have that, that conversation with him? Because for each of us, it's going to look a little different, right? For some people, it's uh, the waking up and making a morning offering, the first words out of their mouth speaking to the Lord, and I think that's beautiful. For others, it's at the end of the day, making a daily examine. What are the things I'm grateful for? Right? But the beautiful thing about both of those examples is you took a, uh, the opportunity to be in conversation with the Lord. So that's, that first step of showing up, I, I think, is crucial because it, the, the fires can burn out quickly if we pile too much on our plate. But if we just have that bar to say, you know what, today I spoke to Jesus, I think that's that's kind of our jumping off point. Yeah, you know, there's this story I remember hearing about St. Jose Maria Escriva and how he would watch this man. He, he, would, he would see him come in at the beginning of every day into the little chapel or the church there, and he kept on wondering, I saw this man go in, I didn't really hear what he said, and one day he said, all right, I'm going to go and just kind of see a little bit more closely. I'm going to make sure I'm there to see what this man is doing. And he came in, and and I forget what his name, it it was a very basic name, it was basically like, hi Jesus, it's Joe, the milkman, just saying good morning to you. And that was it. It was just on his way to work to deliver milk to different homes and families. Hi Jesus, uh, just Joe the milkman, hope you have a great day remember me. And, and I, I love that. Just make that effort to show up, I think, is a great starting point. Because even that simple phrase, it says more than I think we'd assume it does, right? One, we're, we're naming the presence of God to, to be able to, 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 in a certain sense, cry out to the rooftops that you are the creator, the lover, the sanctifier, the one we long for. I'm Joe. I'm coming to you with all that I am, all the baggage I had from yesterday, all the hopes I have for today. I'm just here with you. And so that that right there allows for real conversation and real connection and also leaves space if the Lord would say, you know, Joe, I want you to go to confession this week, right? I want you to get up a little earlier and spend some more time with me because dialogue's been opened. Christ called us to prayer. We responded. And now we can see what's the next step, what's the next muscle that the Lord wants to strengthen in us. All right, so... You know, you're talking about that conversation, spending that time in prayer. How does Christ want us to grow and and become stronger spiritually? Uh, you mentioned going to confession. Any specifics that you'd like to get into now as we do talk about maybe some of those basics? I mean, one of the, the core ones to me would be... I would think would be, well, you got to make sure weekly Mass attendance, making sure you're going to Mass on those holy days of obligation outside of Sunday. Um, That might be, more than anything, in my mind at least, a core starting place, and then build from there. Right. The realization that in the sacraments, something really happens. God is actually providing something for us. And so weekly Mass, crucial. Um, personally, as a priest, I recommend people go to confession once a month, right? The church just asks you to go once a year, usually during the Easter season, unless you're in the state of mortal sin. Uh, that's a great starting point, but I think for many of us, it's fruitful to return to, to the box of mercy once a month and just kind of unload. Even if we don't have super serious sin, we just have an opportunity. Okay, I know that the first Saturday of the month, I'm going to go to confession and I'm going to be able to breathe easy, and then maybe maybe you make it a family habit that you, you go to Mass right after confession on Saturday afternoon, um, and that becomes kind of a, a point of each week or every month where, 
you're checking in with the Lord and yourself. Uh, and so I think that, that sacramental help is, is crucial if, if we're going to grow in these good habits because we can't do it alone. Right? You, you don't meet a lot of people who are living crazy lives of virtue and don't have support. And I think for us as, as Catholics, the first step of support is saying, yeah, God wants to share his life with me. I want to be a part of that. If he truly wants to give me his body, blood, soul, and divinity, I got to be on board with that. And and definitely on Sundays, but even if it's possible, let's say your local parish has an afternoon, you can skirt away for lunch or um, so you can find an early one before work. Not not saying everybody has to go every day, but but maybe it's a Wednesday thing. On Wednesdays, I'm able to to kind of have that moment uh, to recharge with the Lord before I continue on the week. Um, But I think the sacraments are such a generous gift and, for the most part, I think they're fairly accessible, right? We just have yeah, to make yeah. the decision to, to put them at the forefront. Our spiritual director is Father Bobby Blood, and we're talking about those good spiritual habits that we can develop in our lives. How about you? What are some good spiritual habits that have helped you to grow closer to Christ? Whether it is regular reception of the sacraments, something that's allowed you to grow in holiness? And how have you been able to stick with those good habits rather than maybe letting them fall by the wayside? Maybe you have a question about a certain good habit you'd like to incorporate into your life, but you're not sure where to begin. Uh, Maybe you've tried without success trying to get some of those habits started, and you'd like some advice on maybe how to approach it in a different way, a different fashion that might make it more successful in your life. Our studio line that you can call in, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And uh, Father, outside of the sacraments, um, prayer is kind of the second one that comes to my mind. If you're not going to have a regular conversation, one of the things you mentioned here as we started the hour if there's not going to be that regular communication with God, there's probably not going to be the ability to develop in any other area. So prayer would seem to be absolutely a basic, a foundational habit that we have to develop in our lives if we're going to grow spiritually. And I think the hardest part with prayer is, is the beginning. You know, I have a lot of folks ask, you know, I, I don't know where to start. You might meet some people who for them, they, they live and die by the daily rosary, and that, that's been a, a way that they've been fed through prayer. Some people have a, a deep love of Scripture and are able to, to open the good book and, and be fed off the Word in a daily way. Other folks, it might be more extemporaneous, right? We're just kind of praying off the cuff. And so it's hard, if, if we're not in the habit of prayer, to know where to begin. Because there's so many different things. We have 2,000 years of rich tradition. And so uh, the question might be, uh, where do I want to start? You know, even beyond, you know, what is God calling me to do? Maybe the, the Lord's unclear. We're not clear what he's asking in this moment. Try different things. Say, you know what, today or, we, you know, tonight uh, I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to get up 10 minutes early, and I'm going to open up the gospel for the day. I'm going to read that. And maybe that blows your mind, and you're like, wow, this is an amazing way to start the day. I want to do this every day. Or maybe you might say, ah, I, I was falling asleep during it. I just don't, don't have it with me. Maybe it's not. Oh, the next week I'm going to try to go for a walk and, and pray the rosary, right? That little movement that keeps us going. Um, but it's not shameful if a certain kind of prayer is not clicking or it doesn't feel like it's a habit that's uh, feeding you, right? Because not everybody's called to do everything, but we are called uh, to that encounter in prayer. And so 
I would say, don't be afraid to try things. And if it's not working, shift. And also, don't be afraid to start small. All of us, you know, we want to be holy. I want to get up every day and do a holy hour. I love that, you know, an hour with our, our, our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. But if you're just beginning, that kind of focus is not easy to come by. Yeah. Maybe you have five minutes, and you take that five minutes, and then it turns into seven, and then 12, and next thing you know, that hour flies by. But it's that first step of, of trying and not being ashamed of how small we have to start. Yeah, no, I think that's such an important point there, you know, that uh, we get ambitious, we want to do a lot, you know, we want to... we. We get excited to make that major change in our life, but yeah, being able to sustain some major time commitment if we haven't been doing anything at this point might not be all that realistic. Uh, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is even just having a few fixed points in the day where rather than, okay, Maybe my schedule right now, especially for somebody who's a parent with a lot of activities going on with kids, you have to help your kids to get out the door for school, to be able to, you know, do after school activities. Um, you know, you're kind of racing around. It might be as simple as, you know, I haven't been starting my mornings with prayer, so I'm going to just make a morning offering. And it could be just 60 seconds, two minutes that you make that morning offering, but you make that resolution and say, this day, all the prayers that I offer, all the works, the joys, and the sufferings that I have, I offer them to you, Jesus, through your sacred heart. And and be able to say, okay, at least I'm getting in some different points uh, you know, of prayer during the day. I, I've mentioned on the air before, too, I, there's one man that I remember hearing how he would talk about when he would go in and out of his office. He would use that as an opportunity to remind him to pray. He'd say, in Our Father, every time he'd go through the door of his office, whether he was walking into it or walking out. And that way, throughout the course of the day, even though he might not have had a full 30 or 60 or 90 minutes that he could devote to prayer because of the demands on his, his time through his life, through what he was already committed to, he knew that, all right, I'm going to be up and down out of my office, whether it's to go use the restroom, whether it's going to a meeting, whether it's you know grabbing some lunch, whatever it might be. And he said, I had probably 15 to 20 different times during the day going in and then going out where I could just have that moment as a reminder, oh, I'm going to say a prayer again and just try and refocus spiritually so that I know that I'm kind of in that, you know, what St. Paul calls us to, pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And with that, too, I think the Church offers us some things to, to consecrate our day. You know, in, in religious life and the priests, you make a promise to pray the liturgy, the hours, and the breviary, which is basically the Psalms we pray five times a day. Um, but a more simple version is the Angelus, right? You pray a little Marian prayer at 6 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m., and, right. and maybe for you it's just one of those, you know? And <laughs> at the Church, when the noon bell rings, I know, oh, it's noon, I, I guess you pray right now. You're in your office. Oh, my, my lunch is at noon. So you start your, your lunch with that prayer. And you realize that these, sim these seem so simple, these sort of steps in the spiritual life. And, and maybe they are simple. And yet, if you do them day in and day out, they become a part of us. And with that, it starts to transform the way that we see the world. Because if we are engaging in prayer every day, then when we encounter somebody in our family or our work who we have a problem with, we're a little bit softer. 
because we've already been in relationship with Jesus today, and then uh, that allows us to see another person as if they're Jesus as well. You know, you also talked about don't be ashamed if something doesn't work for you. I know, especially with our family, when we've tried to pray with our younger children, it's ideal that we'd be able to pray an entire rosary, but there's also just the attention span of our kids, you know, the younger they are, sometimes one decade is all we can get through. And and that's also okay, you know, that, hey, you're making the effort, you're trying to spend time in prayer, and you're helping to try and develop those routines in your family for your kids to see that as well. Um, you know, a, a whole 20, 25, 30 plus minutes that you're spending in prayer, it's great if you can accomplish that, but sometimes with young, small children, that one decade might be all you can make it through for a time. And you can incorporate more later, but um, I, I, just kind of going back to what you were saying, you know, starting small and building on that, I think, is a great foundation, Father. And, and that's exactly right, especially in our families. Um, each family is going to have their own needs and their own expectations. And, and for a child to see that prayer is, is important to mom and dad, even if it's short prayer, that has a huge effect because then when they get to school, they, they, they are raised knowing that prayer is an integral part of a day. Uh, and that's hard. And it's hard to begin, especially if maybe there's some listeners who, who don't pray as a family or, or couples who have never really prayed together, and that's intimidating. Uh, it can be because it, it might seem daunting. And yet I think what the Lord is inviting us is, is just in that first step to say, maybe it's worth it. Maybe there's a, a little extra work that the Lord is calling us to put in, and, and it's going to make a difference. Yeah. Our, our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, spiritual director at St. Edward High School in Elgin, Illinois, and talking today about trying to develop those good, healthy spiritual habits. And what are some of those habits that you have developed in your life that have helped you to grow in holiness, helped you to grow in your relationship with Christ? And how have you been able to sustain those in your life? So, you know, uh, building upon what is already there. Uh, something that maybe has helped you really, really to be able to take those steps forward in growing, in maturing in your spiritual life. Uh, we'd love to hear how God has worked in your life and some of those things that you've brought into, that you've incorporated into your spiritual life. 888-914-9149 is the number to call. 888-914-9149. And we'll continue our conversation with Father Blood here in just a moment on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. conversation here today on The Inner Life with Father Bobby Blood, talking about those good spiritual habits, those good spiritual routines that we can incorporate into our life, allowing us to grow closer to Christ, allowing us to grow in holiness, and what are some of those habits that you've incorporated into your life? And maybe you have a question about 
a habit you'd like to develop, a routine that you'd like to incorporate into your life, and you're not sure where, where to begin, or maybe you've tried and you haven't really succeeded at it, you'd like to still bring that into your spiritual life, but you're not sure how to proceed and you'd like some advice, you can call in and talk with Father Blood, 888 Father, we talked a lot about prayer as foundational, um, some of the basics that we can start incorporating those habits into our life. Um, maybe moving beyond from a, a true starting point, but this also falls under prayer, Eucharistic adoration. Um, you know, to be able to spend time there in the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, it, number one, it's something that almost all of the saints would make time for in their lives. A lot of them, that daily visit to Christ in the Eucharist, um, even if you can make just a weekly visit and spend that time growing closer to Christ there in Eucharistic adoration, uh, that's another way that really can help us. You know, you talked about if we spend that time in prayer when something kind of comes up in our life where there's, you know, some sort of difficulty or obstacle, we might have a little more peace in those moments. We might be able to approach it in a softer way. And being able to spend that time regularly there in front of the Eucharist, in front of Jesus, uh, that by itself, I mean, I've heard so many people tell me stories and share stories of people they know spending time there in front of the Eucharist, how it really has brought about that peace in their lives. There's an adoration chapel in my hometown where uh, there's a, there's a handful of us who joined the seminary at a high school and, and were ordained priests. And it's interesting to hear all of our vocation stories at a certain point. We had a moment in that specific adoration chapel. There's not much to it. There's two or three pews. It's simple. I don't even say it's that beautiful, to be honest. Uh, and yet each of us had the opportunity to just be with our Lord in the Eucharist. And from that, I think we each learned what it means to be loved and to love in a certain respect. And I've also seen it where my own parents have started doing uh, a holy hour once a week, and my dad's a lot lighter on Tuesdays, right? So if I you know, need to ask for something, Tuesday afternoon is what I call, right? Um, but it, it is, it's transforming. To be able to take a, a moment away, because a lot of us, our, our time in adoration is, is quiet, which we don't get a lot of, and then to be able to see God face-to-face in a certain regard. Um, we just come as we are and, and really kind of um, turn off and just be with Him because you have that chunk of time um, to go deeper. And I'm not here just to ask for things. I, I don't have a list long enough to, to beg for an hour. Um, so at a certain point, the questions stop and the, the rest comes, and we just allow Him to, to meet us heart-to-heart. Uh, Father, let's go to the phones. And again, our phone number here to call into the studio, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, as we're talking about those good spiritual habits that we can incorporate into our life, helping us to grow closer to Christ. And what are those habits, those routines that you've built in, in your spiritual life that has helped you, that you can look back and see, wow, that really has helped me in my relationship with God. 888-914-9149. Stephanie is listening in Chicago. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for calling into The Inner Life. Yes. um, Yes, thanks for this program. It's absolutely inspiring. Anyway, I try to catch it each day. But anyway, the point I'd like to make is that since I retired, 
and I was looking for a deeper um, developing a spiritual life. And upon the advice of one of the canons of the Institute, who's very helpful, I have developed, um, I've given time to praying the divine office each day. And that's something I had never considered before. I thought this is just something for priests and religious. And and I really love it. I mean, it, it initially, <laughs> it took time and energy and um, just a certain amount of motivation to do it. But within that divine office, I realized that I could offer that divine office prayer in reparation for priests and other consecrated religious who do not say their divine office. So um, I find within the divine office that, you know, you've got your scripture, you've got your prayer, uh, you can put everything, you know, starting your day with the matins and the lauds and just I, I just love it, and I just can't miss any part of the divine office now. But it, it's taken about a year to get to that point, so I just wanted to mention that and to encourage others to consider doing it because there are there are priests that do not say their divine office, and um, that is important. And I know it's mortal sin if a priest doesn't pray the divine office. So anyway, that's all that I have to say. All right, well, I appreciate uh, your prayers uh, for us. It's huge. Uh, but also it's beautiful to, to see your love for the divine office and, and the honesty to say it took a year to kind of get on, on the habit because it does. It takes some time and, and to realize that um, even little steps or, or little moments of, of connection with that great prayer has an effect. I might recommend to any listeners, if, if that's something that you're desiring, um, you can go online and, and start with night prayer or Compline. Um, it's, it's short, it's simple, it's kind of easy to follow. And that's kind of an entrance into... Uh, the divine office that we pray every day. And so I think that's a great invitation that you've offered us. And Father, if somebody is unfamiliar, if they're hearing that phrase divine office, can you just give a little background on what those prayers are that Stephanie's talking about? Yeah, so you might hear different phrases, the breviary, the liturgy of the hours, the divine office, they're all the same thing. Um, so the Church has offered, I think there's seven total, but five that we're asked to pray every day, of a collection of psalms and readings, Um uh, that break up the five different parts of the day. So office of readings, which usually you pray in the morning, but it could come at any time, morning prayer, daytime prayer, evening prayer, night prayer. Um, and they're an extension of the Mass, right? The Mass is the, the highest prayer we have. But the Liturgy of the Hours is this extension of the Mass, right? Sort of it, it reaches out to the rest of the day and, and sanctifies our, our moments. And, and the beautiful thing is it, it's mostly the Psalms. And Psalms have different emotions. So sometimes you open up the Psalms and, and David seems really sad. And maybe you're sad and find consolation with him. Or maybe you're in a great mood, but it gives you an opportunity to pray for the people in our community who are heavier, who are suffering, or vice versa. And so um, it's just kind of step-by-step. Step. Uh, night prayer, is, it's the same every Monday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Each day has their own prayer. Um, the other four offices of the day are a little more complicated, a little more flipping of pages. Um, but there's you know, Divine Office online or different apps on your phone that kind of help guide you in learning a little more about it. You know, another thing that Stephanie said that really stood out to me is she said, I started praying the Divine Office, and now I just can't miss it. I have to pray it. And I've experienced that in my life with praying the Rosary. If there's a day and and I think over the last year, I, I maybe missed one day just from being sick. But every single day, 
my day feels incomplete if I don't pray that daily rosary in my life. Um, I've heard other people talk about, you know, might be the rosary, might be the divine office, might be the chaplet of divine mercy, uh, different ways that people will enter into prayer. And I think that also goes back to you find what works for you. You know, maybe it is the divine office, maybe it is praying a daily rosary, but maybe it's something else. Maybe, maybe there's some other way that you're able to enter into prayer, but to find what works for you and not feel bad because you hear other people talk about, well, they pray this way. Am I missing something? Is there something wrong with me because I'm not doing that? Uh, you know, God just wants us to step forward and pray and have faith that he's going to he's going to draw us closer to himself as long as we make that initial step. And with that too, in making that initial step to to be honest about our own needs and desires in this relationship. Um because it can quickly become, you know, I'm doing these specific prayers because I feel like I have to, it's a sense of obligation and with certain things there are obligations. Um, but also it's it's a relationship. It's a two-way street. So I want to spend my time with God because I love him, but I also am a needy child. And so I want my father to care for me. And so to have both of those perspectives as we make these decisions in a daily way to say, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. Right. And there's nothing wrong with habits or routine when it comes to certain things. You know, uh, we don't want to make it to where it's just kind of this, like you said, you know, this we feel obligated to have to go through this exercise rather than it being something meaningful. But, you know, if I kiss my wife as I am getting ready to head out the door every morning, I don't think she ever looks at that kiss goodbye and I'll see you later this afternoon uh, as being something where, oh, he hates having to give me a kiss before he walks out the door or hates, you know, having to tell me, he loves me and he only does it out of obligation. No, it might be routine, it might be habit, but there's a lot that goes into that of our relationship, our love for each other, and, and it's, it's absolutely meaningful. And that's the way it should be with God as well. There can be the routine, there can be the habits, but there's a lot that's behind that that we understand, especially the longer that we, the more that we grow in that relationship with Christ. Yeah, I... I work at a high school and I often ask uh, the students who inspires you in faith? Because if we're honest, a lot of young people are, are not really living out the Catholic faith that they were raised in. Um, so I ask you, who inspires you though? And, and almost always it's, well, my grandpa, my grandma. And I asked a group of them not so long ago. I said, why, why do you think it is that it's always our grandparents that are the ones that are inspire us in faith? And one of the girls very honestly just said, well, I think their generation is less selfish than we are. And I was like, wow, to be able to admit that, to be able to admit that, you know what, sometimes I don't do what God's asking me to do just because I'm selfish. And yet we look at other generations or the generations who came before us and it wasn't more important to them or they were raised with the, the idea that this makes a difference and it's worth the hard work and the sacrifice. Even as far as what we're saying with going to Mass on Sunday. Sometimes you don't get to go to travel, but baseball, you got to go to Mass, right? Our spiritual director is Father Bobby Blood today here on The Inner Life, talking about those good spiritual habits that we can develop in our lives. What are those habits that you've developed that have helped you to grow closer to Christ, helped you to grow in holiness? And what has also helped you to be able to sustain those habits, not just 
try it for a little while and then uh, you just kind of fall out of that routine, fall out of that habit. What has helped you to be able to stay strong in those good spiritual habits? 888-914-9149 is the number you can call in to join the program. 888-914-9149. Also want to let you know about coming up, we're less than two weeks out right now from the beginning of Lent, from Ash Wednesday, and Father Rocky has his Lenten lessons on the Mass that we're going to be offering for anyone who wants to sign up. You can sign up, and it's absolutely free. All you have to do is you'll see a banner if you go to our website for Lenten Lessons on the Mass. Uh, Click on that banner there at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. You can register. Just give us your email address, and every day you'll receive an email with uh, the text of Father's Reflection. There will also be an audio sample that you can listen to, and he's also recorded brand new videos this year that will help you walk through and understand the Mass, all the different aspects of things that we see in the chapel, of the words that we hear during the course of the Mass, what the priest says, how we as the laity respond there in Mass, and that's all absolutely free to just help you to get a little bit more out of Mass every time that you go. It's a great way to just kind of take your Lent to the next level. And again, just all you have to do, sign up completely free, relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And uh, I hope you, you sign up for that here so you can start right fresh on Ash Wednesday and make it a great Lent. Uh, we'll be right back here on The Inner Life with Father Bobby Blood and more of your phone calls right after this on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. I'm Josh Raymond, and so glad to have you here with us for this hour of spiritual direction on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you just joined us, we're talking about making good spiritual habits, developing those good spiritual habits in our spiritual life, in our faith life. And if you missed any portion of the earlier part of the hour, you can always go back. The podcast will be posted later this afternoon at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. But we're also taking your phone calls as we talk about developing those good spiritual habits. And our phone number here for the studio is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our spiritual director is Father Bobby Blood, a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois. And Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Matt, who's joining us, calling in from Clayton, North Carolina. Matt, welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air. Hi, Josh. Hi, Father. Appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, as Go far right as ahead. a spiritual habit, uh, one spiritual habit, which um, I'm proud to say I participate in almost every day, is really listening to relevant radio. Uh, you know, I have it on in the background as I work, and while I can't focus on the programming 100% as much as I like, it's nice to listen to such inspiring programs and talks and the Mass and uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet with Drew later on. Uh, just listening to the to the inspiring program on Relevant Radio, it helps me throughout my day being more, it helps me uh, give me a sense of peace, a little bit more calm, and I'm more apt to do, uh, at night I try to do some religious reading of some book, of, whether it's about the church, about the saints, uh, something. Right now I'm reading The Imitation of Christ, which is really great. Uh, I try to participate or, or say the rosary on a daily basis. 
And especially when it comes to life, listening to relevant radio as, as I work, it helps me to be less simple, I believe, because I can't, it, it's harder to sin, I think, when you're listening to this such great programming and that really takes over you. It kind of, uh, you, you just suck in whatever you're listening to and it applies throughout your daily life. And for me, I think I'm very thankful for uh, the programming that Relevant Radio offers and it helps me to live a better, more rooted Catholic life. So I'm very thankful for um, what everyone at Relevant Radio does and with their programming and the habits that hopefully myself and other people take from listening in. Yeah. Well, I love that, Matt, and I love how it's it's a piece of the puzzle, right? You named other things that are great habits. If I might ask, how long have you been listening to Relevant Radio on a more regular basis? Uh, more so about a month or so ago, and uh, just last week, my wife and I, we decided to uh, contribute uh, on a the recurring monthly gift program. It's not a lot, but for what I heard, for what Relevant Radio did to me and the other callers, how much it inspired them, I we talked about it and prayed about it and said, you know what, we got to help out. This met, you know, this is such a great uh, radio program, or all the programs are great, and we have to contribute to get this message out to others as well, so they have the same opportunity I do. Well, thank you very much for your generosity, Matt. And and what I loved about uh, you sharing that is, you know, you, you can't li- listen intently all the time. You're not catching every moment, but. Uh, the Lord might inspire little things to kind of uh, catch your ear while you're doing your work. So it's a, it's a beautiful example of, of a great habit. Matt, uh, so glad you called in, and I'm so glad to hear that this program of The Inner Life, along with so many other things that you listen to throughout the day, has made such a difference in your life and the w- life of your wife. Um, and so yeah, keep us in your prayers, please. Um, I'm sure you already do pray for us, but please uh, say that prayer that all of us here at Relevant Radio, we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the other things that Matt brought up, Father, is he said, you know, I'll do some religious reading, some spiritual reading in the evening. Let's talk about that, because that's a great way to not only be able to kind of continue what maybe um, we're, we're gaining in prayer, we're gaining through the sacraments, but it also allows us to go beyond simply just maybe an emotional understanding of the faith, and it really develops our intellectual understanding of the faith when we engage in spiritual reading. Very true, and and I think it it's good when we can admit we don't know everything already. I think for me, it's I got ordained after eight years of schooling, and you'd hope you know a lot of things, but I quickly realized many questions come up in the faith, and and I've got to go back to the text. I've got to go back to the catechism. I've got to go back to to great spiritual writers and saints, and and really drink from the well of the tradition we have. And, and I think what's beautiful about spiritual reading is there's there's no real uh, singular genre of spiritual reading. So some people, they love to learn, and so maybe they, they open up the fourth section of the catechism on prayer, and, and they're able to be edified by that. And, and others, it might be a, a simple uh, C.S. Lewis book, or Mere Christianity. You just kind of um, be able to enter deeper into the love for Christ and His Church. Um, maybe, uh, I think Matt mentioned Imitation of Christ. That's a heavy hitter book, right? For some people, that that might be a little intense to start with, but it's also um, an invitation to to really look inward and see, okay, where are the places where I'm not living as Christ would have me do? Um, yeah. And one recommendation I make to a lot of people with, with spiritual reading is pick up a book on the saints. 
uh, find a saint that you love, get to know them and, and why their heart beat the way that it did. And, and even if it's, I don't have time to read a whole biography on a saint. There's a ton of books that are put out for, for teenagers before their confirmation. And they've got a paragraph or two, um, pull it out, read a, read a few uh, paragraphs and, and learn a little bit more of this community we have. So a lot of different angles where we can continue to, to integrate into the depths of, of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. Uh, Father, getting toward the end of the hour here, but also we wanted to talk about how even in our uh, kind of downtime, those moments where we have ability for recreation, for rest, how we can develop even in those moments spiritual habits that can help us continue on our spiritual journey. We don't just shut off our spiritual life when we say, okay, time to go on vacation or time to just have a little bit of downtime here at the end of the day or the end of the week. Yeah, I think recreation is so important. As, as human beings, we're created uh, to rest in a certain respect, right? Ultimately, we're going to get to rest with the Father in heaven forever, and and I think He wants us to experience a foretaste of that in our life. And so, in these hopes of building up good habits, it, it can be easy to kind of pile up and become a little rigorous. Uh, but I think, too, he wants to be a part of those moments after work where we take a breath and play a board game with our family. Right? To hear the laughter of a family, uh, you meet Christ. Or to take a walk through your neighborhood, especially in the fall, you notice the changing of leaves and the beauty, and you just realize Christ is in this place. But to give ourselves permission to enter into those moments of, of recreation and rest, because even there we're going to meet Christ. It's not just in... Well, I, I pray my rosary every day at 7 a.m. Like, okay, he's there, uh, and that's an important habit to build. But, but also have fun with Jesus. That's that's one recommendation I give to a lot of mm-hmm. young people, especially young people trying to figure out their vocation. How often do you do you take Jesus uh, on a date uh, for a young lady, or how often do you take Jesus uh, to a restaurant and have a meal, and and just allow yourself to be in communion with Him, doing human things. He's human too, and 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 I think that's something that can kind of draw our heart uh, out of it ourselves in a certain respect. Mm. Uh, one other thing, maybe we can touch base on here too before the hour concludes. I mentioned earlier that we might need someone to help us out along the way. You know, hold, uh, kind of hold us accountable as we're trying to develop some of these spiritual habits, these uh, you know routines in our life. Any suggestions on how to find that person? You know, for a married person, could be their spouse, but even then, maybe, I mean, just depending on the relationship, it still could be good to find that different person in your parish to be that partner that you can check in with on a regular basis. You know, they can check in with you, see if you're sticking with your spiritual goals, holding to those habits that you're trying to get started in your life. Any recommendations on finding that person to help out in that way? I would say keep your eyes open and notice uh, around you, there might be people with similar goals. Maybe your goal is to to get to daily mass once a week, and you notice there's somebody uh, of a similar age or similar experience as you, and and to be able to name that name that to that person. You know, I really want to come on Tuesdays, and allow that honesty to be accountability in a certain respect, and also just to to enjoy that sort of spiritual journey together. Um, a lot of uh, men I know are a part of like a this man is you group, and so Saturdays they get up early, and and if Hank's not there, Hank's getting a call in the afternoon, right? and so I think some of those things happen naturally. But to be honest about what are our goals and our hopes, 
And then with our communities building, you, you'll notice oh, I, I really get along with them. And and even to, to make the ask, right, it could be awkward, but, you know, I really need some accountability here. I, I really want to be able to read more or learn more. Do you want to start reading the same book and we can kind of compare notes? But just little steps of, of making those connections and accountability because we can't do it alone. Christians are meant to be in community. And so we're, we're called to take that step in faith together. Hmm. Uh, Father, as we conclude the hour today, um, if somebody's listening and saying, okay, you know, all of, all of this is good and I want to start, I'm going to, you know, try and incorporate a little more prayer. I'm going to, you know, maybe look for, uh, you know, some good spiritual reading. Um, I'm going to try and, you know, incorporate some of this. Uh, anything that you might recommend as kind of continuing education in this regard where somebody might say, okay, I, I want to maybe look at a saint who's been able to make this progress in their spiritual life. Anybody that you might recommend they look to or any continued mm. spiritual reading? That's, that's a ph- phenomenal question. Um, I don't know if you ever read, uh, Wilfred Stenison has a few good books. Um, there's one called Into Your Hands, Father. That's a lot about surrender. It's a really short and simple read, but I think it's a great place for many of us because I, I think part of our struggle in making these good habits is we have to let go of the things that we're grasping tightly to our own schedule, our own preferences, our own sleep. Uh, the Lord is calling us to kind of loosen the grip on things and allow him to fill those places. And so that might be a simple place for us to start. Um, and then also too, I think I'd be remiss not to just recommend return to the gospels, return, especially to those encounters where Jesus had conversations or, or moments of healing um, I've been edified lately just to realize how often he saw the person first and then healed them. And I think that's a great example for us in our own journey of the spiritual life, to notice the things around us and the souls that are loved, and then to make a move. Mm. That's great. I, I love that. Uh, Father Blood, down to about our last minute here, can I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners before we end the hour today? Of course. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Father, we ask your blessing upon your sons and daughters. Father, you know their needs. You know in a particular way uh, the longing of their heart. And we ask you, Father, to attend to their desires to build good spiritual habits. We ask you to give them freedom in any bad habits, that they might continue to fall ever deeper in love with you. Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Bobby Blood, our spiritual director, thank you so much today for being with us, Father. And thank you for listening, being a part of this hour. Thank you for those who called in. And if you missed any portion of the broadcast earlier, again, podcast available at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Uh, While you're at either RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app, make sure you register for Father Rocky's Lenten Lessons on the Mass. It's absolutely free. It's a great way for you to have a daily reminder and encouragement and a little education on the Mass throughout every single day during Lent. Again, you can find that and register for free at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Tomorrow, look forward to talking with you and with Father Ed Broom as we'll be discussing the corporal and the spiritual works of mercy, how we can love those we encounter every day in our lives. Hope you have a blessed rest of your day. We'll talk with you tomorrow here on The Inner Life.